0: Walking around in the pitch black of night, I'm willing to bet that a flashlight would be a very welcome help, right? I mean, how foolish would it be for someone to turn on a flashlight, point it to the right, and yet walk to the left? Wherever that light is pointing is the direction you're going to walk. Why? Because the light is there to show you where to go and what obstacles to avoid. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode 150. In this week's episode, we continue our journey through my book entitled, Are You a Superman Becoming God's Man of Steel? This week's episode is entitled, Eye Protection. Well, if you've been following the last couple of episodes, then you know that we just learned that a superman of God knows where to pitch his tent. He is always guarding his mind. One of the ways he does this is by being extremely careful about what he allows his eyes to see. We saw in 2 Peter 2, verses 7, 8, and 9 that Lot, if you remember, we talked to the story of Lot in Genesis 13 and 19 in our last couple of episodes, Peter tells us that Lot's righteous soul was in torment. He experienced intense spiritual warfare daily because he had chosen to pitch his tent in the wrong direction. He chose, don't miss that, he chose to worship himself, to worship King Me. He allowed his eyes not just to see the evil of the world around him, but to look on it with approval and appreciation, and it wore him down. Watch this now. Every day, you and I are faced with choices. Choices daily about what we're going to allow our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Those choices always have consequences. Every choice has a consequence. In the most famous message that Jesus ever preached, we know it as the Sermon on the Mount, he said in Matthew 6, verses 22 and 23, that the eye is the lamp of the body. Now, if your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But If your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. In other words, what you see influences what you think, and what you you think impacts what you do. Think of that lamp. Jesus said the eye is the lamp of the body. Think of that lamp as a flashlight. Only instead of the light shining out from your eyes, you know, like X-Men Cyclops, it's actually shining inward inward that light, in other words, what you're allowing your eyes to see, is showing you how to live, where to go, what to do. So I want you to consider this. What happens when the majority of the things that we allow our eyes to see each and every day are sinful and ungodly? What happens to our mind? What happens to our choices? What happens to the consequences? You see, Jesus is telling us that the things we see have a powerful influence on the things we do. Let me repeat that. The things we see strongly influence the things we do. So Jesus is saying if your eyes are good, if they're focused on things that are going to glorify God, then your actions, your behavior, your daily choices, and the consequences will also glorify Him. On the flip side, however, if we allow our eyes to continuously view things that are ungodly, sinful, fleshly. Those things are going to wear us down, and our lifestyle will eventually reflect that choice. But our choices will always lead to consequences. Every choice has a consequence. Daily, don't miss this, my friend. Daily, we need to make decisions about what we're going to read, what we're going to watch, even what we're going to listen to. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if God regularly published... um, The Throne Room's Weekly Review, Heaven's TV and Movie Guide, so that he could show us the things that receive his two thumbs up, the things that that he approves of, of, of us watching and of us listening to. Well, I want to submit in a sense, he has published it. Now, you're not going to find where God says, thou shalt watch these things and thou shalt not watch those. But As you daily invest your time studying God's Word, reading it, memorizing it, hiding it in your heart, meditating upon it, you will be able to quickly identify the things that are going to help you grow spiritually and those things that are going to draw you away from God. So how do I know what I should look at and what I shouldn't? I mean, certainly there are some things that are fairly obvious. I mean, like pornography, that's that's a definite no-no. Remember Matthew 5, 28, Jesus said, if you look upon a woman with lust, you've committed adultery with her already in your heart. But what about those things that fit into the undefined, the the gray areas? How do I know what I should look at and what I shouldn't? Well, the answer begins with scripture. Look to the word of God. Seriously, dude, turn to the word. After all, Psalm 119, verse 105, God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, verse 130. The unfolding of God's words gives light." Proverbs 6:23. God's commandment is a lamp. His teaching is a light. Psalm 19 verse 8, "The commandment of the Lord is pure. It enlightens the eyes. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 19 tells us that God's word is a lamp shining in a dark place. Look to Scripture. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, we're instructed by Paul to keep our minds focused on the things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Since what we see, now, now watch this track with me, since what we see has a direct impact on what we think, my question for you is this, doesn't it stand to reason that the things that we see should also be true? noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. In the final analysis, anything you see that takes your love and focus away from God, away from God's word, away from doing God's will, those things don't belong in your life. Remember, your choices always lead to consequences. Every choice has a consequence. I love the challenge from David to turn our eyes away from looking at worthless things, Psalm 119.37. Now, that's solid advice. In fact, David goes on to warn us to always be careful about what we set before our eyes, Psalm 101, verses 2 and 3. When we allow the wickedness of this world to enter our eyes and penetrate our minds, just like Lot, we run the high risk of our thought patterns becoming altered. Which will eventually impact our behavior, turning it from godly behavior to sinful behavior. What you think directly affects what you do. So I want you to think with me for a moment. When you turn the TV set on, what do you watch? When you go to the movie theater, what do you watch? When you go online to play games, what do you play? When you pick up a magazine, what is it you're looking at? What are you reading? Now, when I've shared this, I I, I travel around the nation speaking at men's conferences and retreats and other venues. And uh, when I share this this concept, I'll, I'll often have someone come up to me afterwards and say, oh, come on, Steve. TV, movies, I mean, that's just harmless entertainment. I'm able to discern the difference between what's happening on the screen and in real life. I mean, no harm, no foul, right? To which I respond, really? I mean, let me challenge you to carefully consider what you're allowing to enter the flaps of your tent, if you remember our study in Lot. What ungodly things are you exposing your mind to on a daily basis? What seed thoughts might the enemy be planting without your awareness? Because think about this, seeds grow. So what crop will those seeds that the enemy's planting in your mind produce? choices lead to consequences. Now, maybe not right away, but over time, those seeds will sprout into weeds and the weeds will choke out the word, Matthew 13, 22. I know, I know. I'm kind of meddling here today, aren't I? For some of you, maybe I just became a crazy lunatic who's thumping scripture at you, but please, please hear me out. If you do not guard your heart, um, Proverbs four twenty-three. If you don't guard your heart now, this very moment, and the next moment, and the next moment, continuously on throughout the day, if you do not guard your heart by being careful of what you're allowing your eyes to see today, what you're allowing yourself to see right now, I guarantee you that the deception of Satan, <clears throat> excuse me, will slowly creep in, and it, it will, listen to me, it will warp your thinking, and it will pull you away from God, guaranteed. Never forget 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. Bad company corrupts good morals. What kind of company are you allowing into your home and into your mind by way of your eyes? If you allow your eyes to see that which does not glorify God, listen, you are allowing your mind to think on things that do not glorify God. And what you think will become what you do. So unless you guard your mind now, It can result in a life that will not glorify God, a marriage that will not glorify God, parenting that will not glorify God, a work ethic that will not glorify God. Your choice always leads to a consequence. Well, over the last couple of episodes of this podcast, we've focused on one very powerful truth. Your eyes and your ears are gateways into your mind. What you allow to enter through those gates, my friend, will impact your effectiveness for christ what we see what we hear impacts what we think and what we think strongly influences what we do so as the old children's sunday school chorus says oh be careful little eyes what you see that's why proverbs four twenty-three. above all else we're to guard our minds at all times Now, now logically, at least this makes sense to me, if I'm going to effectively guard my mind, I have to guard my eyes and my ears as well, because what I see and what I hear influences what I think, and what I think impacts what I do. You know, we're commanded in Scripture to fix our gaze on that which is directly in front of us. Our our eyes should always be looking straight ahead, Proverbs 4.25. Yeah, Proverbs 4.25. Now, that doesn't mean that physically my eyeballs have to keep looking straight ahead. What it's saying is keep your focus on God. Keep your eyes straight ahead because that's where God is. That's the direction where God's will is leading you. When your eyes are locked onto God, you cannot, you will not go wrong. Psalm 141, verse 8. Oh, My friend, listen to me, please. It is vital to our spiritual growth that we always set our focus on God. Never, ever, ever let it wander from Him. No matter what the lure the enemy uses in an attempt to draw your attention away, no matter what that lure is, always, always, always be focused on God. Always be strong. Always guard your heart. Always protect your mind. Always be God's man of steel. Don't play around with your kryptonite. Don't even think about it, Romans thirteen 14. Don't allow the worldly things that you see each day to turn you away from following Christ. Remember, what we see influences what we think, and what we think strongly impacts what we do. That's why Hebrews 12, 2 says we're to fix our eyes on Jesus. That's why Deuteronomy eleven eighteen 18 says we are to fix God's word in our minds and in our hearts. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 says we are to fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen. It's why Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 we are to fix our thoughts on Christ. What you allow yourself to think about, everything that goes on in your mind matters to God. God's word, the Bible scripture is clear on this issue. Set a guard Always around your mind, my friend. Lock it down tightly by being very careful about what you see, what you hear. Now, before I wrap up this episode, I'd like to read a short story to you that I wrote in chapter eight of my book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. So follow along as I, as I quote this, this story. Yesha was a servant, second tier, in the palace of the king. He had worked hard to move up the ranks, and he was proud of his position. As a 2T-level servant, he was privileged to be stationed in the throne room itself. Now, although his job wasn't easy, it was quite simple. Every day, he would sit on a hewn block of wood 25 feet off to the left side of the throne. Any time the king needed him, his majesty would make a simple gesture with his left index finger. Immediately Yesha would be at his side to do whatever the task was that it was assigned to him. And most of the time he was constantly on the move, running to the kitchen to get a cup of pomegranate juice, going to the library to bring back a specific scroll, taking an honored guest to his room for the night. Whatever the king needed, Yesha was there. However, there were also times when all he did was sit for hours on end and stare at the king's left hand. He dared not look away, ever. His job was that important. He couldn't afford to take his eyes off the king. To look away, to allow his attention to be taken from his master, even for a brief moment, could be disastrous. Choices always led to consequences. End of quote. In Psalm 123, verses 1 and 2, the psalmist says, To you I lift up my eyes. O you who are enthroned in the heavens, behold, as the eyes of a servant look to the hand of his master, so my eyes look to the Lord my God. Psalm 123, verses 1 and 2. Where are your eyes looking? What are you allowing your eyes to see? Are they turned inward, toward self, toward king me? Are you worshiping a false god? Or are they focused and fixed on the king of kings? lot to think about. Well, let's hit the pause button here until next week's episode as we continue our journey through the book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. And if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man ministry and what we do globally to reach men and women who are struggling with sexual addiction to help them find freedom and victory in a right relationship with God, then be sure to visit our website. There is a multitude of resources that we've made available to you. You can find our website at ThePurityCoach. It's all one word, ThePurityCoach.com. Let me take a brief moment in closing and tell you about the book I've written, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. It's available on Amazon. And if you're a man looking for a 12-week men's Bible study that that you can do with an accountability partner or or you can do it with a small men's group or, or even just by yourself, then I recommend this book highly. It's a must-do. Are You a superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. It's a fun, tongue-in-cheek look at what it means to be God's man of steel in a world that, let's face it, is anti-God, anti-Christ, and anti-Bible. It's a 12-week men's Bible study that will help you learn how to identify your kryptonite. It will also help you learn how to steer clear of that kryptonite, to find your super spiritual strength as you daily draw closer to the Son of God in a growing, developing, ongoing relationship with the Creator of the universe. It helps us learn how to be a man of steel, a man of steel that God has called and equipped us to be. So if that intrigues you, let me encourage you, If you and, and, and if you've been enjoying this Mini series that we've been doing. Let me encourage you to go to Amazon.com and purchase your copy of "Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel." And then find another man, find a, a few men to, to go through the study with you, and let it, let God minister to your heart and to your soul. Well, if you've not yet subscribed to this Point of Purity podcast, let me encourage you to do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes, and we have some great ones coming. So until next time, this is author, speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry, Steve Etner, reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking.